everyone, this is episode 15 of Nature's Pulse, where I review the week's environmental news. This is for the week of December 21st. We're going to start this episode off by reviewing the year's environmental events. So just by chance, I came across this article that summarized the environmental events of 2020, and it's incredibly well done. It is by AA, which is a Turkish web website, and I do actually want to read it, and it might be tedious, but it is uh, incredibly insightful just to see both the progress and degress that we've made in the environment at a global scale. So if you aren't interested in this, you can just skip ahead, but I do think it's going to bring a lot of value to you. So I do hope that you'll listen along. So this year, 2020, saw many major developments towards protecting wildlife and the environment including bans on illegal wildlife trades and single-use plastics, while many more reports were released on increasing threats to nature as well as wildlife. Here is a look at global environmental developments, reports, events, and stories of 2020 compiled by AA. January. January 1st, Monaco bans disposable plastic cotton buds, cups, cutlery, and plates after banning single-use plastic bags in 2020 and plastic straws and stirs in 2019. January 13th, according to the latest research published by the Journal of Advances in Atmospheric Sciences, heat in the world's oceans reached a new record level in 2019, and the past five years are the top hottest years recorded in the ocean, and the last 10 years are the top decade on record. January 14th, more than 5,000 camels are killed by Australian authorities in what they called an urgent response to threats posed by the rising number of feral cam camels due to drought. January 15th, 2019 was the second hottest year on record globally according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and NASA. January 16th, Microsoft announces it will be carbon negative by 2030 and remove the environment by 20 and re remove from the environment by 2050 all the carbon companies admitted either directly or by electrical consumption. Germany agrees agrees to phase out coal-fired power plants by 2030 and com compensation of 45 billion for four German states which have had lignite mines and coal-fired power plants. January 19th, China's Environment Ministry announces plastic bags will be banned in major cities by the end of the year and will be banned in all cities and towns by 2020. January 20th, wild animal circuses are banned in England as of today. January 29th, the British Daily Guardian becomes the first global news organization to ban an advertisement from oil and gas companies. February, February 2nd, eight-year-old Indian climate activist Sikh Prayan Kanjujam, the 2019 World Children's Peace Prize laureate and founder of the Child Movement, receives the Nobel Citizens Award of 2020. February, February 4th, Japan announces plans to build more than 20 new coal-fired power plants at a time many countries pledge to shut down theirs as they're known as the dirtiest source of energy. February 6th, the UN Weather Authority describes the record high temperature of 18 degrees Celsius in the Antarctic region as the latest worrying sign of climate change. 
February 7th, Tunisia will ban single-use plastic bags at supermarkets and pharmacies, starting to gradually in March before phasing out all single-use plastics completely by 2021. February 12th, photographer Sam Rowley's station squabble image of two mice fighting over scraps of food at a London underground wins one wins Wildlife Photography Photographer of the Year at Lumix People's Choice Award, organized annually by the National History Museum. February 18th, Pope Francis calls for the action on the Amazon forest and describes the destruction of it as a crime. February 20th, some 900,000 pangalongs were trafficked over 200 tons of African elephant ivory and 100,000 pig-nosed turtles were seized in recent years in the South and Southeast Asian countries, according to a report from Traffic Organization. February 24th, China officially bans the trade and consumption of wild animals over the deadly coronavirus outbreak as a legislative, legislative committee passes a comprehensive ban. March, March 4th, the European Commission releases a long-awaited European climate law to make Europe's economy and society climate neutral by 2050. March 5th, China seizes more than 20 tons of smuggled wildlife products and arrests 12 suspects over illegal wildlife trade. March 10th, the World Meteorological Organization releases the State of Global Climate Report 2019 which indicates that greenhouse gas concentrations continued to rise last year with no signs of slowdown so far in 2020. Both the Arctic and Antarctica saw below mean sea ice cover in the last month compared to 1981 to 2010, according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service, Europe's climate body. March 19th. Microplastics are generated even when opening plastic packaging, according to a report published on Scientific Reports website. March 24th, in its February report, German-based search engine Ecosia announces that it has planted nearly 1 million trees in Brazil, Burkina Faso, and Tanzania in the last month. March 25th. A 36% decline in air pollution and instable during parts of March is clear evidence that the measures taken against coronavirus increase air quality, according to a Turkish expert in atmospheric science and air quality. April. April 1st. Authorities in Malaysia announced the seizure of over 6 tons of pangolin scales worth 18 million, the country's biggest seizure this year so far. April 2nd. The UN Climate Change Conference in Glasgow, Scotland is, is postponed due to uncertain times ahead amid the novel coronavirus pandemic. April 9th, Chile will peak its greenhouse gas emissions by 2025, the country says in an updated national plan presented to the United Nations. April 13th, the longest animal ever, a 150 foot long stringy creature like coral, is discovered in a deep sea canyon off Australia. April 15th, Sir John Theodore Houghton, a prominent British atmospheric physicist and climate scientist, dies a suspected case of coronavirus at age 88. April 20th, Austria becomes the second European country to eliminate coal 
from electricity production after the shutdown of its last coal power plant. April 21st, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration projects that 2020 will be the warmest year, beating 2016, the El Nino year. May, May 4th, a camera image showing the first brown bear in 150 years has been spotted in a national park in northern Spain. May 6th, a record shipment of 26 tons of illegal dry shark fins was discovered in Hong Kong, which is the largest of its kind ever to be seized in the region. May 9th, deforestation in the Amazon rainforest in Brazil breaks a new record in the first four months of 2020 with over 1,200 square kilometers of forest disappearing. May 16th, severe condition, drought conditions displace nearly half a million people, including 240,000 ch children in Burundi, Rwanda, Djibouti, Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, Uganda, and Tanzania, according to the humanitarian group Save the Children. May 19th, the University of California announces that it is fully divested from fossil fuels, making it the largest university in the U.S. to do so. May 20th, at least 1,677 of 15,060 assessed European species of threatened are threatened with extinction. The most endangered are snails, clams, and fishes, says the European Parliament. June, June 3rd. Russia declares a state of emergency in the Siberian city of Norslik following a major fuel leak in the environmentally sensitive Arctic Circle. June 5th, China upgrades the national protection status of its native pagalon species, which brings the world's most trafficked mammal under the highest form of protection as part of national legislation. The Ethiopia government announces its plan to plant 5 billion seedlings during the year's rainy season. This is part of our larger goal of planting 20 billion trees during a four-year period, said the Prime Minister. June 9th, China removes the pagalon scales from an official 2020 list of traditional medicines as part of efforts to protect its population. June 17th, Croatian authorities declare a national disaster in the country's northernmost province after 50 million bees are found dead in the region. 20, June 24th, Germany bans single-use plastic products, which will come into effect from July 2021, as the cabinet agrees in line with the UE directive to reduce waste. June 26th, the smooth handfish is in, in scientific classification officially goes extinct, according to its report by Manga Bay a U.S.-based conservation and environmental science news platform. July. July 2nd, the UN's Global E-Waste Monitor releases a report saying that a record 53.6 million tons of e-waste was produced globally last year. July 4th, Japanese alpine plants are threatened with the, by the invasion of dwarf bamboo species in the mountainous region of the country. July 13th, Pakistan achieves the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal for protecting the environment and holding off climate change a decade before the deadline. July 20th, experts add the North Atlantic right whale to the list of critically endangered species, one step from extinction. July 22nd, 
Reports say that Kata O'Donnell, a 23-year-old law student, sues the Australian government for failing to disclose climate change-related risks to investors in its sovereign bonds. July 24th, Vietnam bans the import of wildlife and wildlife products to reduce the risk of further pandemics. July 27th, Douche Bank says it will no longer finance new projects in the Arctic region or oil sand projects, the latest bank action on fossil fuels. August. August 4th, climate change is undermining the Mediterranean civilization and regional balances, Deputy Secretary General of the Union of the, for the Mediterranean says in an interview. August 12th. A group of 36 Brazilian companies and four business organizations write to the National Council for the Legal Amazon led by the Vice President Hamilton Murillo seeking strong and effective measures against illegal deforestation in the Amazon and other areas. August 13th, Belgium sees the hottest week in its meteorological history, announces the country's most famous weather reporter. August 17th, in 2020, so far 303 leopards die in India. 93 of them are killed by poachers, according to the Wildlife Protection Society of India. September, September 8th, air pollution remains Europe's top environmental threat to health, with more than 400,000 premature deaths due to air pollution every year in the European Union, according to the European Environment Agency. September 9th, Zimbabwe bans mining inside wildlife parks following pressure from conservationists. September 15th, the Northern Hemisphere is experiencing its hottest summer on record while dry weather and climate change continue to cause wildfires across the Western United States, according to the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. September 16th, Sub-Saharan Africa is more vulnerable to climate change than any other region, threatening lives and livelihoods and undermining economic growth, says the head of the IMF. September 23rd, the World Meteorological Organization recognizes a temperature of minus 69.6 on December 22, 1991 as the lowest ever recorded temperature in the Northern Hemisphere. October, October 2nd, Pegalogs continue to face extinction despite new regulations and bans towards the protection of the scaly anteaters by South Asian nations. October 7th. Globally, September 2020 was the worst September on record with global average 0 0.0532 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the previous warmest, warmest September in 2019, according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service. October 8th, Canada introduces a plan to ban harmful single-use plastics by the end of 2021. October 20th, a report says koalas, which were highly affected by the unprecedented water wildfires in 2019, are also at risk of becoming extinct from nature in New South Wales, Australia. October 21st, Air pollution, the fourth leading risk factor for early death, added 6.67 million deaths to the global toll last year, according to the State of Global Air 2020 report. October 20th, 
India's only pitcher plant is at risk due to wild plant collection in the country, says local media. November 4th, the U.S. officially exits the Paris Agreement, making the country the only major polluter in the world, leaving the historic pact reached to combat climate change. November 5th, Europe sees its warmest October on record, while globally it is the third warmest October, according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service. November 10th, the African migratory red locust outbreak in Namibia's Zambezi region is brought under control after a team of experts fought the plague for several weeks. November 17th, global actions to take climate change Tackle climate change are currently failing to protect the people who are most at risk, the International Red Cross said in a report, noting that over the past decade, 83% of disasters are caused by extreme weather and climate-related events. November 18th, the British government announced, announces the sale of a new petrol and disease cars to be banned in the UK after 2030 as part of a plan to tackle climate change. November 23rd, CO2 levels in the atmosphere hit a new record of 410.5 parts per million in 2019 and will likely rise this year despite a minor cut in emissions due to COVID-19 lockdowns, according to the World Meteorological Organization. November 25th, China announces banning all kinds of solid waste imports as of January of next year. December December 1st, Australia breaks the record for its warmest November in history, according to local media. Amid loosening of environmental laws under Brazil's president, deforestation in the Amazon rainforest exceeds 11,000 square kilometers, according to official data. December 2nd, the World Meteorological Organization provision of annual climate report 2020 says it's on track to be one of the three warmest years on record after 2016 and 20 2019. December 3rd, the world needs to decrease fossil fuel production by 6% per year to limit global warming to 1.5 between 2020 and 2030, according to the United Nations Environment Program's 2020 production gap report. December 4th, after a difficult period for all humanity in 2020 due to the global COVID-19 crisis, experts said that they would project worse problems in the coming period, including families related to climate, including famines related to climate change and the pandemic. December 7th, globally, November 2020 is the warmest November on record, with global average of 1.1 degrees Celsius warmer than the previous warmest November in 2016 and 2019, according to Europe's climate body. More than 60,000 koalas are killed, injured or displaced by last summer's bushfire crisis in Australia, according to the World Wild Fund for Nature. December 8th, China and Nepal end a years long dispute, dispute over the height of the world's top mountain peak, both announcing its current height of 8,848.86 meters. December 9th, a global pandemic, a green pandemic recovery could bring the world closer to meeting the two degrees Celsius goal of the Paris Agreement 
on climate change by cutting up to 25% of the predicted 2030 greenhouse gas emissions, according to the new United Nations Environment Program report. And lastly, on December 11th, the United the European Union Council announces that the UE the EU leaders have agreed on cutting their greenhouse emissions by 55% by 2030. Okay, so there's definitely a lot more that happened this year, but I think that was an incredibly insightful summary that uh, AA has provided and I wanted to share it with you. Um, so the news hasn't stopped um, and we're going into 2021 with uh, some optimism, but the urgency of the environment has only increased and we have uh, no shortage of work to do. So we uh, fight on. Next, I want to stop and talk about a poll that I created in the environmental professionals group just because I wanted to get a sense of what how people are feeling after working at home for such a long period of time. So what I said was legitimately, I never want to work in an office again in my life. How do you feel about work post pandemic? The top five responses I will share with you. So. The top one was, I want to work remotely with some days in the office. Two, I only want to work remotely, which was the option that I created. Three, I only want to do field work. Four, remotely except for occasional field work. And five, I just want to be happy to have a job, which I can empathize with um, very much. So these uh, results are very interesting to me because there was only two people out of, for example, the top um, vote was 47 votes for I want to work remotely with some days in the office, 43 votes for I only want to work remotely, which was the second most uh, voted for. But as far as I only want to work in the office, only two people voted for that. So my question is, although there is an appetite to go back into the office for some days, why would a company pay for something that people mostly don't want? Um, I think that we are going to see bigger changes in the urban sphere than we are prepared to realize. And I think it's going to be in part because there's an economic incentive to change uh, where people work because it's cheaper to have people work from home. And also, there's not going to be a lot of pushback from companies implementing that. So uh, I think this 50% um, approach, working uh, remotely with some days in the office, will probably be popular and it will allow companies to still reduce their rent requirements significantly. But I think that there's also going to be a lot of companies that, um, that just completely abandon it because it's uh, much less overhead for them to take that approach. And uh, either way, whether it's the working remotely and some days in the office or working completely remotely, um, it's gonna completely change how our cities operate because not only do you have to look at commercial real estate, but once the commercial real estate is no longer the tie to where people need to live near, we're going to see um, big changes in how our cities are planned, created, and, and, and interacted with. So I think that's just an interesting pulse on where we stand with working remotely.
So unfortunately, another tragic theme of 2020 is this uh, persistence of violence against environmental professionals, and that hasn't stopped. Uh, so in Ohio, we saw a really um, unfortunate incident where a 25-year um, veteran of the wildlife uh, division of the state was uh, intervening and uh, in uh, some deer poaching and he was shot uh, unfortunately his name was uh, Kevin Bear so uh, he's now in stable condition and three men have been arrested but uh, wildlife enforcement officers truly are heroes because they're on the ground putting themselves in real danger um, a lot of people like me set policy but they're out there on the ground doing the enforcement and they truly are the ones that need uh, special recognition for what they do um, and the dangers that they face every day trying to protect our environment so I'm so glad that Kevin is uh, is okay and I wish him a speedy recovery and uh, just want to say thank you for all that you do and um, I hope that your future will be more safe and uh, we recognize you today so on Wednesday of this week, I released a new episode of Environmental Professionals, episode 19, with Claus Major. So Claus is um, the former director of food and beverage for Disney, and he has, since retirement, got very interested in regenerative agriculture. It was an incredible interview. I learned so much from Claus, and I can't thank him enough for joining me on the show uh, so if you just go to YouTube and type in John Lieber, Jungle Capital, you'll be able to find the episode. I encourage you to go check it out and leave a comment on uh, what you think about it. Let me know. So there was a uh, report that came out by the NOAA um, about the Arctic report card. And I did want to cover just the high-level summary of it because it wasn't captured in the AA News um, yearly 2020 um, environmental events summary that I um, went over at the start of this uh, show. So I just wanted to read the highlights of that um, report card and uh, Forbes did a good job of outlining the highlights. So here's what they found. The average annual land surface air temperature in the Arctic was the second warmest since the beginning of the record keeping era in the beginning of the 1900s. 90% of the past 10 years had air temperatures at least 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit greater than the 1981 to 2010 mean. There's a record low June snow extent across the Eurasian Arctic and the second lowest Arctic minimum sea ice extent in the satellite era. And now they're giving warnings about extreme wildfires in the Arctic. So it's very concerning um, and we're gonna have to keep an eye on that but we're going to have to anticipate much more um, concerning information and data coming out of the Arctic in 2021. So that's it for this week's episode. I do want to mention one more thing about the Environmental Professionals episode 19 with Klaus Major. Um, he has a Facebook group called Growing a Revolution, which I would encourage you to go and join. And you can kind of get um, updated information about his journey and what he's involved in. Uh, as it develops. And I also want to provide an update on my uh, journey to Glasgow to start my master's degree. 
apparently there has been a new strain that has of COVID-19 that has um, broken out in the UK and many countries including Canada has have banned flights coming to their countries there hasn't been a ban yet going to um, the, the UK from Canada but um, I'm increasing, increasingly concerned that I'm not going to be able to make it in time for um, the start of my master's degree program and um, I'm not sure what's going to happen it might be that there's actual um, bans or it might be that the school determines that they don't want to put us at risk either way um, even if n neither of those two things happen I don't know if I want to take the risk myself so I'm going to be able to start online if I'm not going to be able to make it there but it's a very unsure time half of me does want to get there just so I can experience um, Glasgow and learn um, in the environment that I was hoping to learn at but it's an unsure time for all of us so we're going to see what happens again my ticket to fly there was January 6th so we're going to find out really soon uh, but we'll see what happens there there's never a dull moment with all of this stuff um, so I'm thinking of all you while we're, you're going through it as well and um, I still hope that everyone had a great Christmas for those who celebrate it with um, hopefully some family or uh, the people that they care about so thank you for everyone for tuning in I'll be here next week and uh, we'll talk to you then thank you